Hey, we're Phil and Meredith, and we're the pastors here at Cornerstone Church. We're excited to be coming to you through this platform today. We hope that your heart is encouraged, that your faith is stirred by what God speaks to you today. God bless you. Enjoy the message. Somebody say, Jesus is <laughs> the true light. Jesus is the true light. One time before you sit down, just grab somebody's hand and just say, Jesus is the true light. You may be seated. You may be seated. And uh, before we get up out of here tonight, I'm going to ask you to lead us in one more beautiful worship song and I'm just wanna, I just want to talk about this for just a moment what did I say 15 minutes alright so I'm going to tell you when to start the clock um, our main scriptures that we've been using throughout this month comes from the gospel of John the gospel of John and um, he was in the beginning with God and all things were made through him, and without him was nothing made that was made. In him was life, and the life was the light of men. And the light shined into the darkness, and the darkness did not comprehend it. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. Uh, he came for a witness, to bear witness of the light, that all through him might believe. He was not the light, but he was sent to bear witness of the light. That was the true light. Somebody say true light. Which gives light to every man which comes into the world. And he was in the world, and the world was made through him, and the world did not know him. And he came unto his own, and his own did not receive him. But to as many as received him... To them gave he the power to become the children of God. I'm just, I just, I'm just talking just for a little bit about the true light, reminding you that Jesus is the true light. We've covered a lot of things throughout this, uh, th this particular month, but um, I want to I tie it into something that you've read before, and I'm going to see if I can read about seven verses of Psalms 27 without running around this building and messing up your... Thursday night. Psalms chapter 27 reads like this. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life. Come on, get up on your feet and read it with me. Come on, you know you want to. You know you want to. The Lord is the strength of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? When the wicked, even my enemies and my foes, came upon me to devour my flesh, they stumbled and they fell. Though a host should encamp against me, my heart shall not fear. Though a war should rise up against me, in this will I be confident. One thing have I desired of the Lord, that will I seek after, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord. All the days of my life to behold the beauty of the Lord and to inquire in his temple. Oh, for in the time of trouble, he shall hide me in his pavilion. In the secret of his tabernacle, shall he hide.
He shall set me upon a rock. I got two more verses. And now shall my head, and now shall my head, and now shall my head be lifted up above my enemies round and about me. Therefore will I offer in his tabernacle sacrifices of joy. I will sing, I will sing praises unto the Lord. Hear, O Lord, when I cry with my voice, have mercy also upon me and answer me. Woo. Hey, hey. All right, let me, let me give it to you. 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 You can be seen. Let me give it to you because, because, because when we read the Psalms of David, we have a tendency to think that David's praise is always because something good has happened. If you don't know how to, to matriculate your way through the Psalms, you're going to end up thinking that David is always writing after an event, that David is writing after a victory. That David is writing after something positive has happened in his life. But one of the things that will give you extra encouragement is when you realize that many of the things that David wrote, he wrote in a context of trouble surrounding him and reminding himself. And then sometimes when you read some of the Psalms, you find out it starts off in one dimension and ends up in another dimension. Somebody should tell people of faith that faith is not denial. Faith is not the absence of understanding the circumstances that I find myself in. Faith is not an alternate reality. It is looking at it through a different lens. Uh, you and I live in the same world that unbelievers live in, facing the same circumstances that the world lives in, but we see it from a different perspective. It's not that I can't see it. It's that I see something else going on at the same time. And then David, the, the, the reason I say that is that this particular psalm, I'm talking fast because my clock is ticking. The, 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 this particular psalm is written, and most, most studiers of the psalms would tell you that this is not written at the beginning of David's anointing. David is anointed three different times in his life. Uh, his first anointing comes when he is a shepherd boy watching his father's sheep. And he's anointed in the midst of his brothers. Uh, but, but we don't have record of psalms being written then. He will reflect upon those later. But he's not writing psalms at that time. He's singing and worshiping and he's being faithful with what is put into his hand. And that's what David is doing. This, this anointing upon David has to be really analyzed. It has to be analyzed because he goes from being the shepherd boy who was anointed to being king to being the, the minstrel or the, or the one musician that the king would call to play in front of him. Now, that, 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 there's a long way from being a shepherd boy to being the minstrel in the presence of a king. Ah. Because a king has enough pull, enough cash, and enough friends yes. to get anybody he wants to. That's right. He can get the best musician in the entire realm to come and stand before him. As a matter of fact, it wouldn't even be a request. It would be a command. 
Your job is to come play for King Saul. So that tells me a lot of things. It wasn't just that David liked music. It was that David was skillful. Yeah. It's one thing to have a gift. It's another thing to know how to use it. Uh, David, what, David didn't just like music. He was skillful with it. And skillful means that because, because he was good at it, he also studied it to such a degree that he could stand before the best of the best and still hold his own. Uh, and not only could he hold his own, but he had an added dimension that the others did not have. Here we go now. He had another dimension that the others did not have because when David played, the spirit that was vexing Saul had to yield to that space because an anointing had impinged itself on that atmosphere. It's one thing to be good, and, and, and people may not know what to call it. People may not have a vocabulary for it, but you can't deny an anointing when it shows up into a space. And when the anointing shows up into a space, burdens are lifted, yokes are destroyed, spirits of heaviness have to back up, and David had this thing on his life that when he began to play, he couldn't even, I don't even know if he sang, but he could play. And the Bible said when he played, it caused the spirit that was vexing Saul to back up off of him. I got to take it a step further. I don't have time for all this. I'm glad Sunday's on the way. I ain't got time for all of it tonight, but I got to tell you something that whenever you step into the anointing and God uses you to help to deliver people, you've got to find out that some of the people that you're called to deliver have a spirit on them that secretly despises the anointing on your life. Oh my, okay, I'm, I'll see y'all later. I'm out of here. So what it means is you would think that that, that anointing would cause Saul to love him. But the same anointing that was driving the vexing spirits away from Saul is the same anointing that caused Saul to be jealous of something that David had that he wished he had. And so Saul took a javelin and threw it at David. I'm just trying to give somebody a little peace here for a minute. Don't be surprised when some of the people you help have a tendency to throw stuff at you. It don't mean nothing. I'm saying this because this sets off a whole domino effect of a chain of emotions and a chain of events that begin to work in David's life. David was just out watching sheep. He wasn't trying to do nothing. He gets anointed watching sheep. Now he's up next to the king. Now the king is throwing javelins at him. It turns, you know, the whole David and Goliath. It's, it's, just, it's just one drama after another drama. And somewhere in there, Saul realizes that this young man is going to be the king. And so he sets off after him. 
and he sets off after him. And the thing about a king being after you is he has an army. He's got people. He has everything. He looks like he's king, sitting in the palace, got a crown on his head, sitting on a throne. But he was as sure not to be the king as the day he was when the little shepherd boy got anointed. Just because you're wearing the crown and sitting on the throne don't mean you're the king. And David now is set to be king. So David has to flee. David has to flee from Saul. And David is running in the wilderness. Uh, I hope I didn't take too much time to set that up. But the point of setting that up is to tell you that it was in the middle of David running from Saul. Hiding in the wilderness. That David writes. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? Every so often you got to find yourself in the midst of a tight situation. You have to find yourself enemies trying to pursue you. You have to find yourself, David was hiding in a cave. You got to find yourself in a cave and be able to remind yourself in a cave who God is even when it hasn't happened yet. I'm saying that to somebody who's at the end of 2019, but you got one foot already slipping into the year 2020, and you realize I know something is on the way for me in 2020, but I find myself backed up against the wall in 2019, but I came here on a Thursday night to openly declare in my cave, in my dark place, in my struggle, in my fight, that the Lord is my light and he is my salvation whom shall I fear the Lord is the strength of my life of whom shall I be afraid somebody throw a hand up and say I will not fear I will not be afraid because the Lord is the strength of my life And he is my light. Clap those Holy Ghost hands together. I got seven and a half minutes left. I say that, I say that because, because it becomes something when you have to encourage yourself in the Lord, who we would find out would become a pattern for the life of David. When he would, this is one of the things you have to love about David is the ability of his praise to, to be done in unusual places. He, he learned how to praise God in private, surrounded by sheep. Huh. Surrounded by sheep, making all that noise. Ah, ah, ah. Hundreds of them. He just sat over there and play. He didn't do what he did for a platform. He did what he did because of honor. You have to listen to David's words. I'm out there by myself, playing my little harp, singing my song. And a bear shows up. Ain't nobody there to see it. Anybody, anybody, any normal somebody would run. 
I'm out of here. God ain't in this. But David understood that he was a steward. He's, because his testimony would be that one day I was watching my father's sheep. I couldn't run off and leave them because they weren't mine. It's what I had been entrusted. And because he understood that principle, he had the strength to defeat it. And another day he says, I'm out there and a lion shows up. And he defeats the lion and the bear. And nobody's there to see it. Nobody's there to hear it. If he tells his brothers, they probably don't believe it. Who are you going to tell? Got no pictures of it. You know? And nothing to prove. Just, just walk with me. By the time we get to Goliath, you have to understand that the, print, the, the, the reason for Goliath is to show in public what David had already learned in private. So David is anointed in private, but nobody knows it. David has already proved he's a bad man, but nobody knows it. And so the purpose for Goliath is to create the scenario so that other people can see in public what God has already proven David in private, proven to David in private. And we know this is, we know this is true because when David faces Goliath, he says the same God that delivered the bear into my hands. And I can see everybody up there talking about like, what bear, what bear? I didn't hear nothing about no bear. What bear, what bear? And the same God that delivered the lion into my hands. What lion? I ain't heard nothing about no lion. What lion? But the same God that delivered the lion and the bear into my hands will deliver this Philistine into my hands. David never took the credit in saying that he's going to do it because I'm good at throwing rocks. He's not going to do it because I'm really strong. He's going to do it because you come to me with a sword and a shield, but I come to you in the name of the Lord. And when I stand in the name of the Lord, that there is no weapon formed against me can prosper and no foe against me can prosper. And the same thing in David that says, if you come for my daddy's sheep, I'm going to take that bear down. Is the same thing in David that says, when you come for my heavenly father's sheep, I'm taking you down because you've come against the wrong thing with the wrong power. I got about three and a half minutes left on a Thursday night. I'm going to give you about 30 seconds to throw a praise up here just now. Just now. Just now. I said just now. My time and my clock stops when I come off the platform. The clock don't start again till I get back up on the platform. So I'm going to take a little extra minute. I'm going to take a little liberty. And I'm going to thank God for bringing me out. I'm going to thank God for making a way where there was no way. I'm going to thank God for the stuff you took down in 2019. That was not by might and not by power, but by the Spirit, by the Spirit of the Lord. Somebody say yes. Somebody say yes. Somebody say yes. You may have been blocked on every hand, but you're still standing. 
let me quit. Let me quit. Let me quit. I'm going to put this right here so I can be still. So I came on a Thursday night to say, the Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? Though a war rises up against me, when you look to the left, there's problems over there, to the right, front, behind, and it, it feels to you like you're surrounded. I just want to remind you that the Lord is your light. And he said, when my enemies came upon me, if they'd have had, can you, can you read through the King James on that? If they'd have had their chance, if my enemies would have had their chance, if my enemies would have had their chance, they would have devoured my flesh. But oops, they stumbled ah, and they fell. And David ends it by saying, and now has my head been lifted up above my enemies. I came to pray this prayer with you tonight to remind you that Jesus is the true light. And David was able to live in a day prophetically that he had not entered into in a natural time period. David is the same guy that would say, this is the day the Lord has made, looking into the future. And he realized the Lord, the true light, the Lord is my light and my salvation. And he will, he will keep me in his pavilion. And, and Hebrew, the word pavilion there really is the word cave. And I thought it interesting that, that David is in a cave, potentially writing that the Lord has hid me in a cave. 2020 is going to be your year of coming through and coming out of hiding. But before we get there, on these last few, what, not really weeks, days. When is Christmas? It's like eight days, seven days? Six days? In the last six days, Christmas, and a little bit of time till the first of the year, I think it would be awesome if somebody could remind yourself, the Lord is my light. And he is my salvation. He is the strength of my life. Whom shall I be afraid? I hope that message meant something to you and that it means something in your days to come. Yeah, if this message has blessed you and you want to sow into the ministry of Cornerstone Church, you can do so from wherever you are today. Simply jump on our website at cornerstone.church and you can find the link there so that you can give in whatever way is most convenient to you. And we'll see you back here next time.